0: If you're a fan of the show, you'll know that Roland and I love talking about process mining, but our last episode on the subject went a little long, but instead of leaving these on the cutting room floor, we've got some ideas and thoughts that we'd like to share with you in this very special, What's Your Baseline Shorts. Please enjoy. Welcome to What's Your Baseline Shorts. In this series we're distilling down our usual long-form content from the What's Your Baseline podcast into a more concentrated and visual form.
1: Right, but most importantly this is a brief, focused discussion about a key topic in architecture, process, business, change and so much more. One topic, one session, one take – that's What's Your Baseline Shorts. My name is Roland Volt and today I'm joined by my co-host J.M. Erlinson.
0: Yeah, I think there's an emerging piece of the puzzle here, which is the idea of customer mining. Um, and I think that's, that's something that a lot of organizations now, with their, you know, they, they can more clearly track. The linger times and the clicks on screens of customers as they navigate through their website or through their app or things like that. Um, I think customer mining is an emerging component of process mining that ties nicely into customer journey mapping. One of the things that I find with a lot of customer journey mapping projects is that they are a lot of conjecture. Mm-hmm. People are guessing it to what customers are doing. They're using personas to drive thought work rather than data work. And they're using net promoter scores. So these customer surveys and feedback and tying that into the customer journey. But it's kind of... It's kind of like a loose fit. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that it's probably affecting it in this way, but you're you're guesstimating. You're using your best practice knowledge and experience to do so. Customer mapping, customer experience mapping, is I think, or, or mining, is going to be one of the, the the more prevalent capabilities for for systems as we get more into that sort of big brother monitoring customer activity. Even though I found it interesting because I, I had. A meeting with a client
1: a couple of months ago and they were asking for reporting and, and dancing around performance and all these type of things. And then I showed yeah. process mining to them. And I said, that's exactly what we were asking you. Why did you answer the question with a no? <laughs> and I said, well, this is process mining. You were asking for customers, you know, yes. and then I said, but it's just the process that the customer does. And then it fell, you know, um, how do you say that in English? I don't know, like dendruff out of my Goldilocks, you know, um, <laughs> and okay, and uh, I said, yeah, they're damn right, you know. So yeah, I think I fell into the trap of the misconception being professionally deformed in process management, you know, to think that there's a difference between a BPMN process and a customer journey map. You know, <laughs> those are two complete different things. While well, in all reality, it's actually not. Mm-hmm. It's just a different actor right it's just a different visual presentation that you do with customer journeys of course you can mine customer journeys with process mining Roland damn it you know you should have known this mm. so I had my aha moment uh, at that point in time but that's a good point because uh, I have not seen a process mining tool that would go and then uh, actually, um, Map out what they discovered as a customer journey map.
0: Not yet, not yet. But I, I suspect that might be coming down. The, I hope so. It'll be coming down the line in in the future. And I, it's not that like they can't do it; they just aren't thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I'm seeing a lot about it is is not just uh, keeping the the boundaries of process mining at the doorstep. I think a lot of companies think of process mining as what do we own, and they forget the idea that they also have not ownership, but they have investment in processes that are part of their ecosystem. And I, I, I remember there's a technology v- um, distributor company that I was working with uh, a couple of years ago that was really concerned about the movement of goods that involve a third party uh, logistics company, so they they were actually physically moving the, the goods from place to place, and they had originally put out this as like a you know step one was we we you know we get the good and ship the good we've we've you know certify that it's it's got on the truck, and then step two was our we received it at destination, but there's a lot of intermediate steps that were also captured in transactional systems. And what we actually did is we used that to figure out what borders were difficult for their goods to cross in particular, not just for this logistics company. But it was an excellent way of helping to uncover the intricacies of the supply chain. What a powerful use case, right?
1: Yeah. And when you think about this and and extrapolate it a little bit in the future, right, what you currently do with process mining is basic process optimization, right? So you look for resource utilization and uh, frequencies and all that type of stuff to make the process run smoother, yeah. But what would happen if you would extend this? So think about the times that we're living in. And now I'm very esoteric, right? <laughs> um, we, we all um, either enjoyed or feared all those heat waves that we have. Right. You know, I think any reasonable person, caution, political statement I had, mm-hmm. any reasonable person will not deny that we're living in a uh, global climate change period. Yes. So... I think a good use case for process mining would be to uh, add the uh, impact in sustainability to this too. Absolutely. Right so you look how do you use certain resources is it uh, ecologically better to ship something by train, by truck, by ship whatever, right and make that part of your of your analysis. Yeah. Right? And and I think these are things if you think about this. These are things that uh, really rely on an underlying process, but you're looking at it from a different angle. And I think sustainability is one of the key things of our time where we quickly have to find a way to uh fix this and process mining or mining in general could be a good step forward on this
0: yeah i I also see this uh i'll brought up a lot in esg so environmental social and governance um so certainly sustainability Mm -hmm. is is a part of that on the environmental side but there's also a lot more topics that are things you can audit from a social perspective from a governance perspective uh things like child labor laws um, Things like, you know, hiring practices in general, things like, you know, <laughs> the practices that go into maintaining certain facilities and capabilities for your employees that make it humane for them to work. There are certain companies that are maybe not doing that on purpose these days. Then once again, political statement, but it's it's true that an audit through process mining would be able to help them understand where they could effectively move the needle where they probably should. do.
1: Yeah, but I think I think this is a step. Too far for today, because (laughs) when you think about, when you think about emissions, those could be an attribute of a facility or could be an attribute of a machine or could be an attribute of whatever, a truck, right? right? I think these are things that you can calculate. So it's not too far a step from the event log that you have, but it's data that whatever an IOT um, a device or, or something else will pick up so i think it's feasible today why what you said would be maybe the next step to put that in
0: well i mean it's it's not it's not too far to think like you know if i'm looking at a truck a delivery truck say some company that's renowned for not installing air conditioning in mm-hmm. the delivery trucks and i would see through process mining that they took um an unusual highly high number of brakes that had to go and get, you know, refreshments uh, to, to make it, you know, to cool down the truck, to cool themselves down. And I would correlate that with the weather. And I would correlate that with the internal sensor of temperature. I could start to understand the cost of not installing air conditioners in my trucks. And, uh,
1: <laughs> or, or the, um, the number of will liquid in the pea bottle of some truck driver for a unbeknownst, um, global e-commerce
0: vendor. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's one step too far. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that fun well hopefully you enjoyed the episode folks if you'd like to reach out to us and leave us comments or feedback please send us a note at hello at or follow us on linkedin and send us a message we'd love to hear from you and get some great ideas for future shows topics you'd like us to cover and the like now of course you can go to whatsyourbaseline.com for all your different thought leadership and article and podcast needs go check out our previous episodes and until then friends i've been J.M. Erlinson, and that was the amazing Roland Volt, and we will see you in the next one.